Welcome to our Rollmaster actual play session. Twilight of the Old Order is a campaign set in the world of Duranaki, the continent of men. In this gritty, cutthroat world, politics, religion, and commerce are all intertwined and reign supreme. Characters need to be both smart and ruthless to survive. We hope you enjoy our story and, as always, may the dice roll in your favor. This is episode 97 of Twilight of the Old Order. Free from the horrors of the in-between, Twilight Party have arrived in the free city of Jebai Ritana and are planning their next move. We pick up the story as the Twilight members have just settled down in their new lodgings to their first proper meal in a long, long time. I'm Chris, otherwise known as GM Chance, and welcome to our story. Up on screen, you can see the six characters uh, that are in our Twilight of the Old Order game this evening. Um, as per usual, I'll be asking in a second or two um, the, uh, the owners of those characters to introduce the character or characters that they'll be playing tonight. Um... Big shout out uh, to our loyal um, subscribers. Thank you very much indeed. Um, our numbers are continuing to track up. And uh, as I said on a, a previous recording, just really appreciate the, the feedback, the encouragement. Um, I don't know, just, just the warmth um, that, that people have shown uh, towards our game. Um, you know, this is our hobby. This is uh, something we do in our pastimes. Uh, we do it because we love it um, and we, we really enjoy it sharing our story with you um and it's it's just yeah very gratifying and really nice uh to get feedback and, and thoughts and, and kind words coming in so fantastic um pleased you're enjoying it please keep watching um please keep commenting as you are and uh yeah hope you enjoy this evening's story um as per usual um we will have as mentioned uh the, the players introducing the character that they'll be playing and in addition, they'll be um, answering one of three character questions um, that uh, that I ask in advance of each game. Uh, one of one of three questions that I put out a few days beforehand. Um, generally, the the uh, the players will answer either one or two um, off camera, uh, but they'll also answer um, uh, one of these questions on camera as well. Um, the questions for tonight are as follows. Uh, what is something about your character's background that may not be known by the rest of the party? What is something that your character has experienced since the party formed um, that will give your characters nightmares for the rest of their life? And why has this particular incident affected your character? And then lastly, does your character believe that might is right? And why would they answer the way they do? 
And kicking it off tonight is Anthony. Anthony, take it away, please. Right, uh, kia ora everyone. Uh, tonight I'm uh, covering two characters. My own uh, character, Askelion, or Askel for short. He's a tall half-elf warrior mage uh, with a very well-groomed beard. And he comes from a port city and his favourite weapon is his trusty cutlass. Um, something that T, his character experienced since the party formed um, and it gives him nightmares um, was getting two crossbow bolts to the back. Um, he is very cautious now of pulling levers. Um, yeah, uh, that's how it's affected him. Excellent. Cool. Uh, along with the physical. Along with uh, additionally, um, I'm playing Grey on behalf of Aiden tonight. Um, he's a silent, rugged, muscular, and handsome half-elf beastmaster. Um, oh, excuse me. He's uh, very in tune with the wild, and uh, Grey is also very fond of his last axe, large axe. Um, something about Grey's character that I've come up with is um, having seen his parents murdered when he was a, at a young age um, and then he was subsequently raised amongst wolves he has it in his mind he wishes to bite the throat out of the murderers there you go yeah okay excellent that's great thank you very much indeed uh, let's head to Stara hello I play Jada. She's a super tall, six foot seven, stocky, uh, high man race or Arab uh, lay healer. Her favorite weapon is um, a what is it? A staff? Hmm, quarter staff. Quarter staff. Quarter staff. And uh, yeah, she likes doing spells. Um, she's going to be answering the question, what has happened to her that's disturbed her? <laughs> she put on a some sort of a cloak that has a claw clasp, um, and I don't think she realized it's evil. So she can't get it off when she tries, it's very traumatic for her and everyone around. And she just uh, is very religious, so she doesn't like having this evil cloak on. Oh. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, let's move to Graham. Hi, I've, uh, I've got two characters. Um, this game, first of whom is uh, Severin Kydegard, uh who is a swordsman, um, a Northman by birth, uh, quite a stocky fellow, and very well dressed, uh, sort of touch of the dandy about him. Quite a good-humoured guy. When the mute takes him, charismatic, kind of natural leader, very loyal, very resilient, uh, but with high expectations of others and a slight tendency to lecture. Um, in terms of the questions, um, there's there's something uh, that he's experienced since the party formed that will give him nightmares. I'm going to cheat a little bit because actually the thing that has given him the most difficulty was he was incarcerated um, uh, after the person he was serving uh, was was murdered and he found that extremely traumatic at quite a young age and since, since then it's got a real fear about incarceration I would rather fight his way out of anything than experience that again uh, the other 
character I'm playing is a an elf named Tania Anastasia, a wood elf. Uh, by profession, she is a hunter, which is a subset of rogue. She's um, reserved, watchful, somewhat aloof, uh, but extremely graceful and lithe. Um, true to say, not difficult to look at. Um, and once you get pierced the sarcasm and petulance, she can be very loyal, and she certainly is to the party. Um, but, you know, there's a bit of spikiness and snobbiness to deal with too, but she is an absolute uh, dead shot with a bow, which is her primary weapon, and also has a, a good deal of sneaky skills uh, that she can bring to the party. Uh, in terms of a question, um, I suppose the, the experience since the party's formed that give her nightmares uh, is, is, is relatively recently, and that's the death of her father. Uh, so it came as a real crushing blow to her. And she's not really over it yet. Um, she's a plenty to distract her, however. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the the particular incident that's um, that's given her a real shake. She's very family family oriented, and her father was very much the head of the family, and someone she looked up to. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Lastly, Pete. Got all. Um, yeah, I'll be playing uh, Nicholas Dunleavy. He is a common man. Uh, and he is a mentat, which is a, a mentalism spell user. Um, he's a very mild-mannered and unassuming and sort of fades into the background sort of person. He's, you know, yeah, doesn't like to be noticed and first to sort of keep to himself and let the fighters do the fighting. Um, he's quite quite a bookish type and sort of, you know, his past is in sort of scholarliness and research and things like that and learning. So um, to answer the question, what what sort of... Um, experiences will give him nightmares. Well, basically everything that's happened since he joined the party. So he he joined the party by adventuring off, having to sort of fulfil some sort of barbaric sort of um, coming of age task sort of thing for his family, an honour thing, which he doesn't particularly value. Um, but he had to he had to do it, drag him away from his home city, and then he just got caught up in all of these sorts of things he does not like. So physical danger is something he's not particularly interested in. Being outdoors is something he's not particularly interested in, really. <laughs> um, and so and so, being hunted through a swamp, being without food, thinking about starving, having stuff like leeches drop on him, watching members of his party die, um, then going through a, over a, having to traverse a battlefield. Um, being chased by um, secret agents and spies of a, of a mysterious organisation, not great, not great at all. Um, having to then kill sort of one of those spy masters and then stow away on a boat, not great either. But sort of, I suppose, more recently, the, a, a very traumatic experience is sort of being whisked away somehow, still don't know how, still quite astounding, to this purple place where the mist was, the fifth place, the in-between. How did we get there? Why did we get there? I mean, I'm sure the parties, we've all been discussing it, but it's like very odd. Um, and sort of insecure making, you know, if that can happen to you at any point, that's that doesn't doesn't um, make for good a good night's sleep, really. Um, and then all of the horrors that we encountered there were pretty traumatic, it's, it's sort of culminating in that, that dreaded whatever it was that we fled from in the... Uh, in the uh, the ruins of the, the the last place we ended up, and I can't remember the name of it, it's the Righteous Wing. Um, 
place. Uh, that was pretty scary as well. So all of that's pretty overwhelming. He is a mentally resilient sort of person. And I'd say that he's been processing this, but it certainly has made him want to... Um, well, he's improved his short sword skills, shall we say. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um, yes. A tad traumatic, to say the least, particularly for someone that doesn't like the outdoors. The good news is now he is indoors. Fantastic. Thank you, one and all. Well met. Uh, I say it each time, but I, I always love this part of the game. I always learn a bit more as, as the GM. So there we have it, folks. Um, dear viewer, those are our six characters. Uh, and let's see what happens to them this evening. Um, and there is an absolutely stunning image that was put up uh, last session of Askel, who had inherited these absolutely spectacular earrings. And I just love that, Graham. Thank you for posting it. Um, okay, so it's been uh, seven weeks, um, seven weeks in real time uh, since I, as the GM, um, sat down and, and, and played with this group of players. Uh, I have been off gallivanting uh, around South America um, over those uh, over that period of time. I'm now back in uh, in uh, my well my my hometown the town i live in in, in auckland and um we're we're underway with this uh with this game picking up of where we left off seven weeks ago so each session for for those that uh, are new to to the channel um i do a, a, a recap i'm going to touch on probably a bit longer than i'd normally do tonight because it has been uh, has been quite a period of time a long time between drinks as they say uh, I'll then ask for any questions from the party that they may have, any qualifying questions, anything I've missed, basically, and then we jump into the session. Um, just as a quick heads up, it'll be a bit of a shorter session uh, tonight, uh, as some of the players need to need to head off. So, um, yeah, let's see how we go. Um, all right, so where we where we began last time um, was the players um leaving the in-between and Nicol uh pete you, you described for nicholas this strange netherworld place called the the in-between that you, you and uh, your companions have experienced on the way out um you uh, leaving it going through the gate the the, the the gate you hoped would lead you uh back to your own world your own time and place you were confronted with um this reeling um uh, smoke, these kind of strange smoky tentacles, both black and, and white um, reeling tentacles and, and some really, really both horrible sounds and horrible kind of visions and sensations. Kind of below you was a black heaving mass, the the abyss the, 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 the creatures howling and snarling um, below and then above you were beings that were terribly horribly ridiculously beautiful terribly beautiful and both of these groups um meant you ill um and there's a bell uh off in the distance of the town um you i'll just switch that down for a second just there we go um and there's a camel um you that was for a split second and then you traveled through another place uh with kind of stars moving and shifting around you and then wham you found yourself uh back into 
sensation for a start. The very first thing you experienced was was heat, uh, warmth, moisture. Um, you you were back actually experiencing temperature and and sensations that you haven't you hadn't felt for a very long time in the in between. In the in between, you hadn't been cold or hot. You hadn't felt hungry or thirsty. You had just simply been. And then suddenly, you were back back in a in a really humid environment. Um, you could hear the noise of what appears to be a market uh, outside. You could hear it, um, and y- y- yes, y- you were suddenly somewhere very, very different. Um, when you were when you arrived, uh, you were confronted with a, a, a group of gentlemen that looked like this, and were led by this this man here, um, who appeared to be some kind of uh, officers or city watch or city city guard. Um, once you'd basically overcome your pretty traumatic experience of rocketing through space and time and, and whatever you know, what, whatever um, means took you magically via the, the fifth place to where you are now. Um, you were introduced uh, to this man here, or he introduced himself to you rather. Uh, his name, <coughs> excuse me, uh, his name, he introduced himself as um, Fahad al-Namla, and he's a, a captain of the City Watch. What city, you discover? Um, it, it's the city of Jebai Ratana. Actually, exactly the place that you had hoped to end up, where um, Nicholas had touched a point on a map, and indeed, you had. He, it, it appears that uh, you'd got that one correct, or he'd got that one correct, and you were in the place that you wanted to be. Um... After some discussion, interrogation, if you will, um, Fahad and his his his, uh, his soldiers um, discovered uh, in your possessions uh, quite a number. I forget exactly how many, but I have got it written down. Quite a number of ingots, which uh, the characters had recovered from um, the in between. Quite strange ingots. Um, Fahad and his Fahad expressed some degree of interest in these and, and some degree of skepticism that you were who you said you were um and after some discussion uh, an agreement was reached where he and his troops uh took you uh, close by to a nearby bank you were given a receipt for those ingots some gold and skill, silver apparently or certainly strange looking metals um and proof was asked of who you said you were uh, via one of Askel's uh, contacts, a woman by the name of Dina Abdulaziz Al-Fald, um, back in the city of Shabibi, back in the uh, the Empire of Thamazul. It'll take approximately 10 days for um, words to be reached and then re- returned uh, to, to see if Dina, this person Dina, can actually va- vouch for who Askel uh, says he is. Assuming that's the case, um, Captain Farhad has uh, dutifully agreed to hand over the ingots to you. Um, once you uh, once you left the care of uh, the good captain, uh, he and three of his soldiers, uh, oh, sorry, he, he remained with his soldiers, um, but uh, you um, you went out and, they, and these soldiers were accompanying you. Uh, to your lodging house not knowing the city they very kindly decided to escort you and perhaps keep a bit of a weather eye on you as, as you went through the city streets a quick aside um you a number of you as you had come out and you had experienced um this this strange kind of 
smoke and 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 horrible sensations uh jada you in particular had had a particularly interesting experience with that a number of you had felt the strange uh burning sensation um on your hands and sometime afterwards later out in jibirena you inspected your hands and those that were um affected um had this these strange marks either this one this one or this one on the on the palm of of each of your hands um you head out into the streets with with farhad's men um as they escort you to your lodging uh and you have unfortunately you had unfortunately an interesting run-in with this critter here all of a sudden uh, and i've got it up on screen just to refresh your memories um all of a sudden you were walking down uh this street here and um uh this creature leapt down off this building here and appeared to be highly indignant uh, um about all, all manner of things but also looked particularly interested to eat a couple of people here um through so, some excellent work uh from your um the party uh the beast was able to be um restrained or retained uh without without bloodshed thank goodness um and shortly after the the this, this creature um very very large animal uh would stand probably nearly up to a person's certainly up to a person's waist nearly up to their chest and quite quite long you know a good perhaps eight to nine feet long a, a big animal um this gentleman uh here where is he this gentleman here um came rushing in and appeared uh, to be whoops uh, appeared to be um the the owner of this uh, of this strange animal um and was initially this 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 person here demanding at first don't you know who i am uh was um was mollified by the fact that his 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 creature this massive cat was actually only sleeping rather than uh rather than dead um after that bit of excitement uh you were escorted off uh to your accommodation and i'll come to a, your accommodation in a sec in a second or just just quickly to note uh it's called um the uh it's called the grand bazaar lodge and indeed when this cat um suddenly uh leapt off the roof you were indeed skirting the major bazaar come you came back into uh into the bazaar and to your lodging in a second just a little bit about the city that you find yourselves walking through um it's it's quite a, a, a it's quite a cosmopolitan place um it, it appears to have a, a real mix of um a lot of i guess you'd say arabic um type people uh, that are speaking haradanian but also there is a, a fair number of oops and i'll just do it on here a fair number of um eastern people people from um the sun kush or the the easterling kings um there seems to be quite a spread of religion too um street scene um there are by the way very few beggars that you've seen it's a remarkably clean and tidy city you know comparatively there are a few beggars and there are a few people who are clearly impoverished or down on their luck but by and large um not large numbers um and you know relatively well-maintained streets um uh buildings seem to be in pretty good order um the city watch uh captain farhad's men and others appear to be um well disciplined well made you know uh decent uniforms etc 
There are some others that are neither um, Arabic of descent or Easterling kings of descent, um, but the majority are probably that you've seen are, are probably of um, Arabic descent, uh, with with um, a, you know a good number, a good percentage of of uh, Eastern Eastern people. Um, in terms of religions, you've you've seen a, a, um, a, a good number uh, up and up and around. Um, this is a, a free city after all, where people are where you know the only major rule in life is is commerce. Um, but by far and away, the most predominant religion you've come across um, is uh, the sign of El Tuma, um, which is and this particular sign that's up on screen is the sign of Kasam, who is the god of death, judgment, and the afterlife. But there are there are of course others, um, uh, you know, just some other street scenes and, and and a bit of a vibe. Some other slightly stranger religions that perhaps you're not familiar with. That's the Al Tumar, um, the main Al Tumar symbol, which uh, certainly Askel and Jadar are very familiar with. Another one again, another street scene, kind of a bit of a vibe, uh, you know, across across the city. That's the main kind of architecture that you're seeing. Again, you know, a few more street scenes and a few other people uh, that you see. Um, you know, strange gods, etc. Um, one last thing that you you do take notice of, and I, and I didn't mention it um, in uh, last session, but I certainly am drawing your attention to it now. What you notice by looking up um, is this comet, and and you've been aware of it for quite some some time. Um, you've heard it called different stories, um, the Iron Shower, and various other things. Um, previously, animals seem to be quite upset by it. Um, certainly, when you before you went into um, the fifth place, uh, it was um, only visible at night, or maybe slightly during the day. Now um, you can actually see it with the naked eye, not very strongly, but you can see it during the day—a red comet going a a across the across the sky. Um, you end up at your accommodation, um, the uh, the. Grand Bazaar Lodge. Uh, just a couple of images. I didn't show you this last time. It's probably it's a, it's a very um, very. It's certainly a a, a pretty well-to-do establishment. It's it's quite interesting because it's on the Grand Bazaar, hence the name. But also, as you come into its premises, there's actually kind of almost a mini bazaar in its courtyard. Um, and the, the 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 vendors in that kind of courtyard area, as you come into the the building complex. Are, uh, tend to be quite upmarket, um, uh, and the the products that they that they sell are, are definitely very high quality inside the actual building itself. Um, the the building is just a quick description. Um, it is yeah a, a very grand three-story inn made out of stone and wood with an ornate facade and, and a bustling courtyard as I mentioned full of shops and vendors. Uh, it it has a, a mixture of both luxurious rooms and and very well appointed rooms, and also some of the more basic, um, and uh, the more expensive rooms feature both bar, um, balconies and and baths. Um, you have uh, elected, particularly after a horrible experience that you've had, to pay a, a very princely sum uh, of one bronze piece per person per night, but that's for a private room each. Um, which is a bit unusual. Uh, well, certainly, certainly quite a luxury. Um, and uh, each each of these rooms has its own uh, privy, uh, and also um, a nice balcony. And I'll show you pictures of some rooms in a second. Um, 
the 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 lodge also offers um, a bathhouse, uh, which is a communal bathhouses, unusually enough a gymnasium. So for some people like to get exercise, and also a of all things a pool. Um, one of the main features that you notice coming into um, the space, uh, the, the the main area, the common room, if you will, is um, there's a very very large performance space, a a, a dais of perhaps. Um, uh, 15 maybe 20 foot high uh, in the middle of quite a luxurious room which would be eating and drinking and kind of more of a restaurant than a tavern room um but and reasonably opulent as well you um your your host uh, the person that greets you is this man here his name is alim uh he's initially he doesn't have a sword by the way most people in the city are not armed you have noticed um very occasionally you see a weapon um Alim was initially very suspicious of you because you look uh, in, you know, you're dressed in rags, you're filthy, you're covered in blood, you're a mess. Um, but uh, thanks to some convincing words from Severin, um, he's welcomed you in. And just to give you a sense of um, what the, um, uh, the the lodge looks like, this is kind of the, the performance space, quite beautiful. Um, upstairs, um, there's a common dining area where where uh, you all are and where we're actually going to begin this game tonight. Um, and your own rooms look something like, like this. You know, not massively luxurious, but certainly extremely comfortable. And typically, a number of your rooms might have little alcoves and things like this with, with incense. Quite a, um, quite, you know, quite sumptuous surroundings. Um, certainly a lot better than the, than the usual, well, the many of the standard ins that you have been have been used to um where we begin uh this evening's session i'll just quickly check my notes to see if i've missed anything else i'm very conscious i've spoken for a long time as i said i would um no i think we're good uh where we where we begin the session is um on the 13th on the 11th of of moons in the late afternoon um so all of this has happened during the day you haven't yet slept uh, you're still dressed in rags, but gloriously, glory upon glory, you are in this uh, common common dining space, where which all of your rooms feed into on the second story, and you have just eaten and uh, drunk to your full, which is part of the price for you uh, staying in this accommodation. That's where we're going to begin. Um, I, I, I did talk, as I said, for quite a while. Um... Are there any qualifying questions? Is there anything I've missed? Anything that people would like me to go over? Oh, um, oh yes, sorry. Um, the market outside, well, the market in the courtyard, that has clothing for sale. It's still going. Uh, yes, yeah, there are, there is some, yes. Yep. Not that you paid a huge amount of attention uh, to it when you came in. Um, you were quite intent on getting in for a start mm. and getting fed. You were very hungry. Uh, that hunger has now been satiated. Uh, delicious, spicy food. Um, but yes, you, th you think uh, you think you caught a glimpse of some clothing. Any Thank other you. questions, guys? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. Let's start the game.
we have it? What do you do? Well, I think probably sleep is required. Uh, <clears throat> don't you think, people? Um, yeah, agree. Sleep. We haven't, had, we haven't had a lot of it. Uh, clean ourselves up. Uh, put on some. Make sure we've got some nice clothes to wear, so we don't look like complete vagabond. Well, currently we look at a complete state. So cleaned up, <clears throat> bathed, clothed, sleep. Did reckon? you see that bedroom? Amazing. Can I stay in there and you guys just uh, go, <laughs> go, go and do the things? <laughs> yeah, you and your wow. demon can stay there and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll go out. And, uh... You like that, Jada? Yeah, look at it. <laughs> that one or yeah. that one? Oh, either. Wow. <laughs> you are paying... You are paying a bronze a night. It's yeah, it's a pretty large amount of money. Reasonable amount of money. Yeah. Okay. I think we've earned it. We have. We have. Yeah, clean up, food, have to drink. Yep. Pass out. Yep. Some clothes. Uh, do the doors lock? <clears throat> oh yes, the, the doors. Um, the doors lock. Uh, so you're each in your own room, roughly. You know, roughly this. Uh, that you can see on screen um not only do they lock they have a i mean they're very well made extremely solid locks um there are also dead bolts on each of the doors and uh there are also dead bolts on all the shutters and the windows well right <clears throat> good to know well apply those okay okay so i, I took from that rest rest up and 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 bathe yes, okay. nicholas nicholas would pop out to the the inside courtyard market thing to get some clothes because he's out of clothes decent clothes okay so you may just deduct city price clothing uh these are real relatively good i'd say um they're not absolutely ornate but they're they're yeah. quite nice so i'd say please just deduct uh double normal city price cool thing yep it's just one set of clothes, but he just needs something to wear that's not abysmal. Okay. <laughs> yep. uh, does everybody else have wearable clothes, if not amazing? Uh, I think Asker will probably need to follow on as well and get some. Okay. Um, you know, in, in the courtyard there are there are well-made, um, you know, linen or silk shirts. Um, uh, there are also the the, the um, Arabic uh, flowing robes, if you prefer. Um, a, a range of good quality, um, definitely definitely better than average, um, good quality but not exceptional uh, clothing that you can purchase, as I say, for for uh, double. So uh, Askel's doing the same. Um, Nicholas is uh, you go out and buy some. Uh, pretty easy to do. Um, any any other actions from anybody else? I think I'll just wash my clothes. Um... Okay. Not to dry while I'm having a sleep. Okay, sure. Good thing. Uh, Severin and Tanya? Likewise. I, I, well, they both intend to do a bit of shopping, but they'll, uh, they've both got rather a more discerning eye when it comes to okay. what to wear. So um, they'll, they've both got spare clothes so, and quite nice ones too. So <clears throat> they'll wear those okay. tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, um, after you have frankly gorged yourselves on um 
all manner of amazing delicacies you you stagger back to your individual rooms um you wash to a certain degree there's there's but certainly basins and jugs in each room um and then you just collapse uh some of you were tempted to head down to the bathhouse but you kind of decided actually that's a tomorrow job and that's it you just pass out um and what an amazing night's sleep you have for the first time in well you don't know how long you've actually been in, in the in-between um but you sleep and and the beds are extremely comfortable the the pillows are just divine um goose feathers and incredibly soft um you, you don't know if there's some kinds of incantations or if there's exactly what or maybe it's just the construction of of the building but while it's very very hot and sticky outside the rooms are cool is probably an exaggeration but they're not hot you know they're, they're certainly temperate um and very welcome they are too um you you, you all uh, sleep uh, basically you know almost where you collapse um coming into your rooms uh and you wake the next morning amazingly refreshed um and uh, and feeling like you haven't felt in a long time one of the big things about your your night's rest was the 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 rest if you call it that um in the in-between in the fifth place was all on rock because um you know rock floors most of you elected to leave your bed rolls back at afsun's um refuge uh not only that but not only were you sleeping on uncomfortable things but you, you there were constantly horrible noises and um yeah sinister uh, just a sinister vibe to the place to sleep unmolested in a safe room has been amazing you wake the next morning uh all of you to, to each other's eyes look visibly better refreshed those that needed to go up levels uh, have now gone up levels uh, everybody else has um increased uh eight hit points if needed um so, so another number of you will now be on full hits and of course your power points have have now been uh replenished um after a, a very delicious breakfast um an equally delicious breakfast uh, again in, in that common room uh although you are given the option to head downstairs um you decide that definitely bathing is the next thing uh and that first dip into the water that first sensation of clean warm water on your skin is is just heavenly um you scrub um using soap and and uh and brushes etc the filth the grime the blood the muds the the dust if you remember our roof came down on you in the in-between and you were covered in uh, from head to toe in, in filthy dust so just to get that out of your hair out from underneath your fingernails to clean your teeth a bit um is is just wonderfully refreshing um and you luxuriate uh in, in your in your bar in your bathing um you you take your time um and it's it's around lunchtime by the time you have fully rested bathed put your new clothes on in some people's cases or um put your spare clothes on i don't I still don't know exactly how clean they'd, they'd probably be clean fair to say graham but they they you know they could probably do with a bit of a freshen up but certainly a lot better than the rags you were wearing 
you know, the, 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 the clothes are, are good, a good quality and in decent state, but probably could do with a bit of a freshen. Um, and we'll kick things off again at around lunchtime when you, you eat for the, for the third time. What do you do? When is our appointment with our person we bumped into? Um, you, uh... Or did he just say call round? You're referring to, um... A gen the gentleman by the name of uh... In, uh, Abdul Aziz. Yeah, you got it. You got <laughs> it. Ali bin Simon bin Ald bin Saud. Thank you very much. You, <laughs> took, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thanks, Pete. Um, I've got it. I was just looking for his words, uh, his his name right here. Thank you. Yes. Um, uh, he had said to you. Actually, he hadn't said. If you recall. He had basically just asked if his cat was all right, uh, and then kind of nodded at Severin when it was, when he got affirmation that was the case, and then just kind of stalked off. And it was actually one of his um, his underlings, one of his very very large servants, bodyguards, whatever, armed with a sword, which is interesting enough, who had uh, informed you um, that his master would uh, would welcome you to visit um everybody knows his his house uh and there will be a reward waiting for you for your good deeds of um basically making sure that the cat wasn't uh wasn't murdered um his name yes correct ali bin Salman bin fouled bin Saud. um i think um i think it'd be a good idea to do that sooner rather than later so it's fresh in mind but also um i think I think we should be dressed imp impeccably when we go, just to make the right impression. Um, so, yep. I think yeah, I think both Severin and Tenya would 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 furnish ask at, at reception <laughs> <laughs> at, at the location of a nearby suitable shop for finery and go there and buy themselves some new kit, so they look quite swish and and are suitably dressed to go and visit and be welcomed at a person with you know, that stature okay Nicholas would, would accompany them yeah of like mind what do you think Grey, Askel and Jada what do you think? yeah I'm coming right so okay. that means okay. we've got to hold, hold Grey down and put a shirt on him <laughs> actually i'm gonna i'm gonna ask severin's gonna ask gray if he wouldn't mind dressing up with a shirt Ooh. um i think um gray would probably look a little bashful about it, like in confused and look down at his manly chest and <laughs> Severin would um, gently, ex uh, gently explain why, in 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 short sentences. <laughs> Gray has actually got a little bit more educated, by the way. Gray is Gray has has started to learn to read, and his you have noticed that his I think it's his west's south tongue has got a little bit better. Mm. But yes, um, I think Gray would look to like draper like a scarf across his chest and. <laughs> Smile. 
Severin will help him, help him shop <laughs> and, uh, and suggest he would look lovely in, in this little silky number over here. <laughs> Just a reminder, because it's quarter past eight. Oh, my goodness. Ah. Uh, oh, my goodness. It is, too. Okay. Um, you guys have a think about what you want to do. Um, <clears throat> and the GM will really super quickly... Uh, it's meant to be four minutes, so Pete, I'm really going to ask you to hold me to this, and I'll do my very best to keep it to this. Um, so, uh, for new viewers of the channel, um, Rollmaster, the, the system that we play is a an old system. It dates back to the 1980s. <coughs> uh, Pete, click, click the go button now, please. Um, it's an old system, dates back to the 1980s. It's not widely played today. Um, I started playing it in the 1980s, uh, and fell in love with it, and basically have never stopped. Um, but I'm aware that it's where I'm aware we're aware that it's not a, a commonly played or well-known system uh, today. So um, for four minutes in each in each game, uh, I pause and do a bit of a deep dive, um, not a bit of I do a deep dive into one aspect of the rule rules. We post I post um, a question or a a um, a, uh, a a questionnaire on the youtube channel asking which topic we will discuss this time and the votes from actually last time um prior to going uh going uh overseas for me uh came back the result was melee combat so a bit of a, a quick touching touching on how melee combat and rollmaster works um actually pete you might have to start your four minutes now sorry restart I was framing that up a little bit. Um, the other thing that the person asked, it was one of our, our, our regular listeners, asked um, about uh, how to handle weapon carters. What is a weapon carter? A weapon carter is a martial artist's um, basically additional attack or, or, or ta attack that's woven into a strike or a sweep and a throw using a weapon at the same time. Um, I'll answer the weapon cutter uh, elements in a second, uh, but but quickly, very quickly, to describe how um, how melee works in Rollmaster. Two things that I'm going to put up. The first is uh, this. Now, Rollmaster has a reputation, a nickname, for being known as Chartmaster, and perhaps not not too unfairly, there are a lot of charts in the game. And if I was unfamiliar with how to run a game, as, or, or how to play a game, let alone run one, and if I was confronted by one of these charts, I would also be perhaps a little bit puzzled and a bit intimidated. Um, but in actual fact, the system is relatively simple, quite simple. The chart looks confusing, but the premise is, is pretty pretty easy. So, uh, each, each weapon most weapons, many of the main weapons at least, have their own individual attack table. This one's one for a mace, as you can see up on the screen. Can I move it? Uh, yep, there we go. It's a mace. Um, but there's one for a broadsword, and there's one for a lance, there's one for a longbow, etc, etc, etc. If the specific weapon doesn't have its own attack table, it will use a similar weapon's attack table with modifications. Along the top, you'll see a set of numbers from one to 20. Number one is, uh, and, and sorry, these are the, the armor types. These are the, the 20 different types of armor that a person can be wearing in the Rollmaster system. One uh, indicates um, no armor, so wearing basically extremely light clothing, maybe a shirt perhaps, um, and a light pair of, of trousers or 
underwear or whatever all the way through to, to full plate at uh, at 20. Um, the different sets of columns the, this first one is no armor or animal hide the next one is soft leather the next one is rigid leather the next one is chain and the last one is full plate how the system works uh, for combat is um, a an attacker will roll a d percentile so a result between one and a hundred um, and they'll add on their skill with the weapon and then the, any other modifiers that come into it um, so for example the person that they're trying to hit's ability to dodge or um, terrain variations or whatever and based on their role and on their skill and, and other things and other modifications there'll be one of three results that come up uh, a zero meaning the weapon didn't connect with the foe or didn't do any damage uh, a second result and we can see there are a couple of eights where the weapon does hit point damage so hit points are a very common um, construct across uh, most role-playing games I think most people will know what a hit point is um, and then lastly um, a third type of damage is a critical so you'll see there uh, where the cursor is eight in an a crush and it's it's changed instead of a C it's you we use a K for crush and a critical is uh, is is just that it's it's critical damage and it can be potentially fatal so in this game it is completely and utterly possible to one shot one kill a person with one hit if you're lucky on the critical you can also uh, slay someone else from uh, um, from hit points as well so uh, hit po uh, criticals go up in severity a being the least severe followed by B's C's D's and then lastly and the most lethal E's um, Excuse me a moment, it's time. Yeah, I thought it would be. Thanks, Pete. Um, so in this case, let's say a person was hit with a mace uh, and they were wearing no armor uh, and they got the maximum result possible. That would be 23 hit points in E critical. Um, what does that mean? They lose 23 hit points. Uh, in Rollmaster, an average human male might have between 35 and perhaps 40 maybe 50 hit points so one hit with a mace would nearly be half their hit points or potentially all of their hit points um if a critical is achieved we go to the crush critical table and we look at this and we have along the top i mentioned a b c d and e again we roll a d percentile and we get a critical result uh, a low result is in this case for an a a zip or one hit two hits or let's say we, we did the, the the e critical three hits for a very low result that's a one two three four five all the way down to the most severe that you can do which is a hundred and there's the result crushed foe's hip uh plus 35 hits foe is stunned for two rounds then active is act then active for four rounds at negative 30 then dies of nerve damage or the next one up crushed foe's skull plus 30 hits opponent dies immediately etc 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 rollmaster is a very 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 brutal game um <coughs> death can come frankly uh just from an unlucky critical role characters need to be smart and canny and lucky um in terms of how they survive so that's essentially it 
roll on the, um, the the table for the weapon and then if a critical result is uh, achieved roll on the critical result and follow basically what the table says looks complicated actually once you've got the hang of it it's not not hard at all uh, over time as per usual um, I'm going to give kind of a bit of a non-answer um, for for the the viewer that was um, asking about how do we handle weapon carters um, in this game my non-answer is I don't uh, quite simply because to date um, I don't think I've ever had either a player character or in recent history a non-playing character that has used weapon carters what I would do and, and what I'll need to do when it comes up because I'm sure it will at some stage is go back over some of the previous editions so this is uh, the old old edition and that's a newer old edition uh, so if you can get your hands on either of those two um, in either of those books there are some really good rules i think some really good rules about how older versions of rollmaster handled weapon carters and basically the principle the description is um uh, certain martial artists may use a weapon as part of their carter carters are patterns of attack and defense that form the basis of various forms of martial arts weapon carters may be used etc 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 basically these rules blend um, a normal uh, martial arts attack, so a punch or a kick or whatever, um, with some additional hit points to take into consideration the use of a weapon. And then if the attack is particularly strong, there'll be an additional critical as well due to the, the weapon. So there would be a, a martial arts critical, <coughs> excuse me, followed up by a, um, a critical from a weapon. So, for example, in the Mace's case, there would be a, a crush critical along uh, of a slightly lesser degree alongside the martial arts critical so um uh to the viewer that uh, asked the question thank you for asking the question i'm sorry that wasn't a great answer uh i would go as i say go back try to track down either that or that uh i can point you in the right directions if you want to um, write to me directly i can get you a copy um, or i can point you in the directions of an electronic copy you can use uh, and hopefully that should assist you with thinking about how to run weapon cutters in your game that was a very very long four minutes okay there we go guys uh back to it um we were last dealing with gray covering up his nipples with a um with a scarf uh further action severin tanya nicholas etc planning to head out others please going with them jada's off with them uh, Askel, Gray. Yep. Yep. Following along everyone now. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, question. Sorry, sorry, question. Yeah, Chris. Go, go, go. go. Uh, weaponry. Uh, are people armed walking around? No, as mentioned a few times, definitely not. Sorry. Yeah, that's no, okay. right. That's all right. That's all right. All good. All good. All good. Um, a lot to take in. A lot of uh, that was quite a um, an information dump from the GM earlier on. So apologies. Um, no, uh, um, people are distinctly not armed. Um, every now and then, maybe one person out of a hundred you might see with a weapon, but but really, uh, yeah, not armed. Um. I think um, Severin would like to take his pack then yep. and put his magic items in it, <coughs> including his sword. Would, would his sword fit in his pack? 
Is it a, is it, is it a frame pack? I don't know how big his pack is. Um, if... You tell me. Um, I. Uh. We've got a lot in it, so I assume it is a quite a big pack. Okay. <clears throat> um. And if not, he'll wrap it in some cloth. I mean, you know, whatever. But um. Yeah, I, I think he wouldn't leave it behind. Put it that way. Fair to say, a sword is pretty big, and it's uh, you could probably fit a short sword convincingly inside a pack. Uh, I would say even even a large pack, you're probably going to have a hilt or something poking up the top. But if but you could quite easily wrap some clothing or, or something around the hilt. Uh, or he'll just buy something that has a bit more kind of. <clears throat> Given that, it, uh, is there an item of clothing you can wear that just draped over the top? Yes, um, yeah. I mean, the 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 long flowing robes that a lot of the um, a, a lot of the people of apparent Arabic descent would, depending on how you wear your sword, if you have it strapped to your leg, uh, you could relatively disguise the fact that you're wearing a sword. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, okay, so if you wouldn't mind, uh, as Nicholas did, um, there were quite a number of these vendors uh, in the um, in the courtyard. It actually, is as part of the hotel. Uh, pay say twice the amount, please, for a for a cloak, uh, um, a hood and cloak, uh, and he can get something basically. You know, it's it's not a, by no means a a perfect concealment. Um, I think if someone was was thoroughly searching you that pretty quickly work out you've got a sword but um but you can you can disguise it to a reasonable degree as you walk around okay yep. okay and i think ten you would put her short sword and dagger in her pack sure Done. Um, nicholas will ask if he can put his short sword in his in her pack too certainly okay, okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Go for it. So yeah, uh, suggestion was uh, that maybe I say to the others, uh, several say there's that we go to um, the aforementioned person whose name escapes me. Very long. Uh, and well, you spin a story whereby, well, Askor, I think you'll need to remain Askor because you've said you are. But the rest of us use our pseudonyms and say that. Um, yeah, just, f I guess, use the excuse of going to this chap to find out the uh, location of where we could contact uh, Jasia Al-Hafiz, Al um, chair of the Solar Council. I, I think <clears throat> probably better if, if we sort of say that Tanya's family has connections through Jebel Beth, but she just uses the pseudonyms uh, her pseudonym's name and just say she's a immersion family in Jebel and Beth been advised to um, to uh, look him up and uh, uh, since they have uh, powerful uh, friends in common and leave it at that <clears throat> do not think and then I thought there's a second question we could ask Jada um, we've got to do something about your little friend um, 
do you, would you feel more I presume you would feel more comfortable if we hunted out the highest religious figure of your faith in the city but yes please get this monkey off my back uh, but, but I think we've got to be pretty straight in what it is is there and then you can fall upon their mercy in terms of how how best to deal with it I think Mm -hmm. Rather than just trying to get someone to look at it, and then they, because we've obviously done this before, and completely, like we completely, we made a, a mages. Oh no, that was sorry, that was different. The other party, um, but yes, I think probably mm -hmm. ought to be. Uh, that would be that be Severin's advice anyway. That actually to play it fairly straight and say, I've got this terrible affliction. How how you know how can I be rid of it? Kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe the rest of us don't even. Maybe we don't all go as a party for that, you know. That sounds like a good time. Is that anyone else? Any advance on that? Any other questions that we might want to ask this chap? No, nothing from Gray or Eskel. Uh, I can say Gray, Gray's going to have to leave all his exes behind because they're large. Um, oh, yeah. they're actually sorry. They're, they're... They're, they're not they're not like battle axes they're um they're hand axes so they'd be um so they're oh, oh, where's the <laughs> where's the camera i keep i always do this um then i, I can't even show you because they're, they're longer than that but they're not they're not huge they'd be you know they're considered a short weapon so the actual image on screen of his axe is not quite right it's quite long oh, yeah. it's quite a long axe um they are shorter hand axes, so that's a skill. It's a it's a hand axe as opposed to a battle axe, so that that would be able to fit uh, relatively easily inside Tanya's rapidly filling pack. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, yep. So uh, Asil's got his cutlass, but he does have a dagger he got from the the beyond. So maybe his cutlass might have to get left behind. Uh, again, his cutlass isn't hugely long. More... No, it's it's the size of a short sword, so it could also probably fit in. Uh, Tanya's pack is getting relatively heavy at this point, however. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think Eskel would be right. He's um, obviously rested. He's got a dagger, um, and he's got a bit of magic. Sure. He'd be okay to leave us comfortable with leaving his cutlass behind. Okay. Uh. Tendia asks Gray if uh, he would mind carrying the pack. Well, there's a good idea. Yes. Uh, she, by return, uh, will not take her eyes off that pack, if that makes sense, Jim. Sure. Done. Uh, just monitored in the city area, you know, of concern. Anyone who goes near it, she'll um, set up on. Okay. Cool. Yep. Gray's happy with that. So, I've okay cool so weapons as noted in in the pack and carrying with gray as, as noted and um and tanya keeping an eye with yours severin i mean just trying to think can you walk with a sword strapped to your leg i don't know um maybe across your back perhaps something across your back i i think if someone was looking closely at you i think it'd have to be across your back thinking about it because it's not going to you you, you couldn't walk with it on your leg because you can't straighten your leg can you um would you what do you think uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, he'll, he'll put a scarf around his neck. Whatever it takes. Okay. 
I mean, moderately disguised, not especially well disguised. If you know someone's gonna probably spot it with looking, but it's not immediately obvious that you're armed. Put it that way. Okay. Uh, just describe what you do, please, once you've made these preparations. Uh, well, Severin says he wonders whether um, they should even be. The rest of them should be. <coughs> Servants of tenure, perhaps. What do we think? Yeah, Nicholas is happy to do that. You know, so a lesser band, more a group of people working for tenure. Yeah. Uh, um, is, can I just ask, are the clothes Nicholas bought servants-ish clothes? I mean, nice clothes, but not flash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're, they're certainly wealthy <laughs> people's clothes but they, they could pass you know they're not covered in jewels or gems awesome. or yeah yeah cool so you've got Askel and um, Jadar who are very fluent with Haridanian I guess whether you want well, I guess they'd probably understand the cultural yeah definitely um, things going on here uh, as well so Askel I think would have definitely selected clothes that Make them very much like a local blend in pretty easy. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think. Um, Sorry. I'd say even probably Jadar's um, <clears throat> monastery type clothes probably would have been rem reminiscent of the area as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th this is your culture. Um, uh, okay, the, obviously the, the Easterling element to it isn't. But but certainly the the Arab part, yeah. I mean, this is the same faith as the Empire of Thamazul, where you're both from. Uh, the language is the same. The food is very similar. Um, you're actually not far from Thamazul itself. You know, a, a few days travel by ship. Um, this is, you know, the the call to prayer, the the religious signs, the gestures, the 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 slang even is is, is very familiar to you. Not exactly the same because this is a free city and there are certain kind of spins on it that people have. But yeah, you, you and you and Tan, um, and Jadar are, are feeling very much at home. So, would you one of you act as a sort of interpreter? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, but it depends on how you're going to use Tanya as sort of like the the main and then a couple of servants and then local support um bodyguard sort of sort of thing I, I just thought changing the dynamic of the party wouldn't hurt you know um so yeah if we kind of rehearse that in a space in terms of how we pretend to be deferential and uh perhaps severin and gray could be seen to be the kind of heavies if you see what i mean yep uh, sort of standing either side of her, just behind, and then, um, yeah, Askel and Jada, perhaps more kind of up front, yeah, doing the translating. Would that work? Just coming along as a, as a translator, and also in town, just um, on our own mission, looking for family or something. No, I think. I think if we all say that we are, you know, uh, we're accompanying 
uh, I can't remember a pseudonym, but whatever pseudonym we're using, um, who's, you know, on a diplomatic mission or, a, no, a, um, a visitor from Jebai Ritana, or oh, sorry, no, where's she from? Mebeth. Uh, um, and do it that way. And then we just change the dynamic of the party around a bit. And she can fill in any of the details from her own city for you to translate, but you can uh, put, you can ascribe them the, you can describe them and translate them in a, in a culturally sensitive way. Would that, I think that might work. Unless someone's got a different way idea, I just thought rather than appearing as another band of adventurers in a, yeah, in a so region, just... in a region where you know we may be known as a band of adventurers. I think that sounds great. Yeah. So pseudonyms like uh, Sandra, Aislinn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> we did have a list of that, Sheba. I, I don't have to hand, but uh... I think we I think we switched our our pseudonyms from the ones we've been using before. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yes, new ones. I think will be good. <clears throat> and I think Tanya will use the name, uh, her pseudonym name, and uh, but uh, uh, she won't obviously use. And she'll, you know, say she's from a trading. You know, she's not a big trader, but you know, she. It's unlikely she'll get caught out, but she can talk to the city and the guilds and everything else of, of her home place. So. She knows the fact of the business, put it that way. Sounds Would good. that be a paper plant? Okay, we'll do that then, Chris. But do we need to go shopping first for nicer clothes for everyone? Well, for those who need it, and then we're off. Yeah, I think we yeah. did that, didn't we? Or we? Just about to. Oh, okay, all right. So, so, <clears throat> so you've gone, so as I've had it, um, uh, Askel... Askel? Yes, Askel, um, Nicholas... And Severin have gone down to the the courtyard and purchased kind of off the rack, uh, you know, good, good quality, uh, higher quality than normal um, uh, clothing. Um, you've had this conversation, this conversation you've just had now. However, upstairs in the room, you've come to the conclusion about what your your cover story is. What do you do now? Talk me through it. Well, I think we'd like to approach the house that was the, where, well, in our finery, uh, with Grey carrying weapons and Severin having a weapon as the two heavies. Well, just, just a, a correlation. Uh, just a, a quick check. What you're wearing is uh, is certainly adequate. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's certainly not finery. Like you're, you're you're wearing good quality, but not especially wealthy clothing. Certainly not tailored or anything like that. Can Tanya acquire some tailored clothing? Uh, uh, sure, but you'll need to, you can buy off the rack, which is adequate, or um, what we talked about going to a tailor, um, which would be, you know, I think your phrase was looking flash or looking swish or whatever. Um, what you're wearing is perfectly adequate. It depends if you're wanting to look adequate or if you're wanting to look stupendous. Uh, all right, I, I think Tony should look a bit flasher, put it that way. Okay. So she will go to a tailor. All right. With uh, her entourage. Okay. Uh, describe. Uh, yeah, describe what you do. Describe. Well, what... uh, get a recommendation. Okay. 
reflects from uh, from. from 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 reception. Okay. Um, from who, the the house of stay and say I, sure. I would um, I, I need to sort of uh, replenish my wardrobe. I'd like some, to buy some fineries. Okay. Where would you recommend? So uh, you've you've uh, whoops wrong wrong chat. Um, you've come downstairs. Um, you've had this discussion. You've got your your plain plan on action. Um, you you come downstairs and waiting uh there's kind of a small it's not really a, a bar as such it's more like a kind of a maitre d stand or, or something that you'd, you'd have someone kind of waiting ushering kind of keeping an eye on the that large kind of common common room's the wrong word restaurant entertainment space whatever it is downstairs with a, with a quite beautiful stage um is this man you you haven't seen him before um but as you come down, and, and, and Tanya, your, you and your entourage, your your servants, are uh, moving uh, towards him, and he sees you, and he actually um, makes a point of coming out and uh, co coming away from you. So he moves around from his stand, um, and uh, before Tanya, you get a chance to to say anything, uh, he he bows very low, and in pretty good uh south tongue which has been the, the language that um you've all been speaking uh he he says the following um uh, greetings uh friends and you know he's he's definitely kind of looking you up and down uh my name is uh, sally uh salim ali bin farouk uh i assist my master alim with the um running of this wonderful establishment uh my master alim has a great need to speak of you would you would you have a moment please uh would you would you have time certainly yep and he's okay um any other reactions from anybody else oh okay um he he bows and, and he says um if you'd be kind enough please uh please and he he shows you to um a room which opens onto this uh large entertainment restaurant slash bar space quite beautiful that i showed you showed you before um this, this is the this room here um so Salim heads off and uh, he, he ushers you into, you know, a, a private room um, and closes the door behind him. Um, you'll take a seat uh, and, and wait. And about um, five minutes later, moving reasonably quickly, uh, comes uh, the master of the house, uh, Alim. And he's he just just his 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 vibe and, and his um, demeanor is quite different. Uh, yesterday, when you um, when you saw him, he was definitely rude. Would probably be the fairest description. Um, however, some charm from Severin seemed to you know ruffle, uh, soothe some ruffled feathers, and he was certainly polite yesterday, and he, he welcomed you in. Um, this time, you wouldn't quite say he's fawning, but he definitely comes in. Oh, my friends, my friends, uh, wonderful. Uh, how how was your 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 night last night? Did you sleep well? Uh, I see you're clean. Uh, I smell you're clean. Uh, do, have you have you eaten well? 
<clears throat> He's speaking in uh, South Town. Everybody can understand. Uh, Tanya, yeah, answers uh, not massively charmingly, but yes, succinctly says, yes, thank you. Very comfortable. Good, good, good. That 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 pleases me. We we pride ourselves uh, here at the lodge to ensure that our honoured and, and welcome guests are comfortably accommodated. Um, I, I wonder, may, may, I, may I join you? And he, he gestures towards um, a couple of spare seats uh, at the head of the table. Uh, yep, that's uh, 10 years consents, yep. Uh, um, you'll forgive my, my somewhat hasty words uh yesterday we we see all types of things in the bazaar here and uh um you know clearly you had had been uh on some hard journey as you had intimated yesterday um i, I wanted to uh speak to you about a and he looks looks around and looks at askel and he kind of nods approvingly at askel's um uh, arabic dress and also towards jadar with her covering and nods again um and kind of almost buoyed by the fact of looking at at, at, the, at the two arab people kind of yeah boys them along and he says um uh, yes I, I i i very rarely ask this uh of 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 guests but i have a rather um delicate situation that i i, I wonder perhaps if you could assist me with um and he pauses. But uh, uh, Tanya kind of nods for him to go on. Well, it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's a bit of an embarrassing um, story. Uh, the the reason I'm asking you this is uh, I, I happened yesterday um, uh, on my journey home uh to um bump into some of my friends who work in the city watch uh and they told a fascinating story of your accomplishment yesterday um uh, some massive beast some uh, gold cat i think it was uh leaping down and the the masterful and very um skillful way in which you managed to peacefully, and I stress the word peacefully, um, handle that situation. Um, nothing was harmed. Uh, the animal, I believe, was returned to its grateful owner um, without incident. And, uh, whoops, a daisy, I'm sharing the wrong screen on there. Um, there we go, that's better. Uh, and... Um, you managed to resolve things in a, without blood being shed. So that got me thinking. You are clearly people of uh, skill and uh, also capable of handling yourselves and also capable of, of dealing with situations in a non-violent matter. And I, I have an issue. Um, a, a delicate issue. And he kind of pauses. Um, we have, well, a guest currently staying with us. His name is Ali Sultan. He is from 
the south and there are some unkind rumors that he is one of those he is he is one of them a possible rejecter of the flesh one of the massa die hast um and both askel and um jada you, your ears prick up at this um a blasphemer an infidel um one of the unclean ones staying here this is very strange and just for background for jada and askel um there's a little bit of information uh in your uh in your channel should you care to have a look um and uh, yes he he um alan pauses so this guest he has stayed here as this man ali has stayed here on an, a number of occasions a, a doer serious man who does enjoy the good things in life he does not drink he he does not partake in pleasures of the flesh um he he does not over eat um I, i'm sure like many of the rejectors of the flesh he, he whips himself one, one of those i i don't know this for a fact but i suspect he is one of these of, of course um all faiths are, are welcome uh in the the mighty city of uh jibai ritana but but some are more welcome than others Ali Sultan is a is a wealthy man. He pays very very well. He stays in the best suite possible in this establishment. And not only that, ha he has spread the good word of this establishment to his friends who also come and also pay very very well. However, uh, as mentioned, he is humorless. He is one of those. He is a rejecter of the f flesh, and you can almost see him. Sp you can almost see Alan spit at this. Allegedly, a rejecter of the flesh. Allegedly, Massa Diehast. And as such, he has created problems for us in the past. Um, on the last occasion, uh, there was a major um, argument that Ali Sultan caused uh, of a religious nature. Uh, here in our beautiful restaurant and, and common room um, and a small fracas broke out and, and indeed um, there was some trouble and someone someone's arm was broken um, he has a guard with him you see um, Ali Sultan has a, a bodyguard that accompanies him a, a lethal man um, with a mask over his face uh, who goes everywhere with Ali Sultan Ali Sultan became abusive and things got out of hand. The, the brawl was contained and um, other than an injured arm, a broken arm, there was certainly no further blood spilled. But it certainly created ill feeling and he, he, he seemed, Ali Sultan seemed to go out of his way to call out improprieties and, and, and things that he, his faith, he did not agree with tomorrow night we have um, a series of dancers performing here at the lodge um, exotic dancers and they will be putting on um, quite a show uh, tomorrow night I said yes tomorrow night um, many of our patrons both our guests but also many in this area have come specifically for this 
And I fear that Ali Sultan and his um, very vicious bodyguards will deliberately try to provoke trouble. I wondered if perhaps I could prevail on you, and of course you are honoured guests, and I feel uncomfortable even asking this, but bearing in mind your recent success at nullifying a dangerous situation peacefully, if I could prevail on you to find some way of keeping the peace, to avoid bloodshed, to make sure that Ali Sultan is not insulted, and that the dance and the dancers can proceed unmolested and without a fracas. Um, I, in terms of what I can offer, um, I, I can offer uh, half prices on your rooms, uh, and my unending thanks, my my thanks forever for for solving what could be quite a, a challenging problem for me. Would you consider taking up my request? Ooh. Oh, this. What do you think, guys? Doesn't really line up with my religion. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> but, well, I don't know. Does uh, what language do we share, Jada? We've been hanging out a long time now, so I think we'd probably know that. South time. The only language we share. I'll let you guys figure that out. Anthony, I am mindful <clears throat> of the fact we are bang on nine o'clock or almost that. Yeah, um, yeah. Timing for you? Yeah, I've got to go too. Yeah. Sort these rat bags out. Um, yeah, it might be one we have to ponder on. Um, maybe it's a discussion in um, South Tongue. I know they'll, they'll understand us. Western? Or, 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 or yeah. do we move 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 away, or just put a signal to um, let us discuss in the corner or something? Or hmm. oh yeah, can we go and have a little talk somewhere? Does anyone does Tanya speak Western? She speaks three three Elvish languages: South Tongue, Western, Northron, Tongue of Turon, okay. and Meltama. Oh, Western, we share. Yeah. Even if we just moved away, you know, just <clears throat> politely say, well, move, move away, you know, several yeah. feet away into a corner or something to discuss. Yeah. I'm sure he wouldn't just, be offended. Just worried this might come for like a backfire on us later on. Yeah, I mean, there's no That's reason for us to a... do that. I mean, there's no reason for us to do this. It doesn't. Oh, suit, it's not really suit, that I'm... much of a benefit. But what if it backfires the other way? Because <laughs> we didn't help. But if you do do it, then Jada probably shouldn't go because it's she's quite religious. Yeah, I don't. I guess what I'm interested to know is what the what what they meant by these non-believers. Like, who are we talking about exactly? So they um, so they are part of the same faith as Jada and Askel, but there was a kind of a. A bit like the Catholics and the Protestants thing. Um, there was an awful emperor, and then people started to question whether they were divine, and then they sort of split off. So basically, this religion, the rejectors of the flesh, um, just, if I read it right, they avoid alcohol, all that sort of stuff. Oh, where is it? Alcohol. 
Wait, no. They. Oh, GM chance. Am I reading this wrong? Are they. Is El Puma not into drinking and alcohol, and these guys are? Uh, other way around. El Tumar. Other way around. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, it's uh, other way around. El Tumar is your faith. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> these are the Maso Diehast, or the rejectors of the flesh. <clears throat> well, alleged. Alleged. Which, um, alleged. Which yes. used to be the same religion. Which used to be the same. Correct. They do. Are they not into polluting their flesh with sin? what it says on the thing okay but so they're not exactly they're not a, a, a like a fanatic group they're sort of a just another a break off, off. Right? like a, a, a sheer sinny thing i'm essentially yeah yeah so there's yeah <clears throat> uh well one other uh, slight complication here these people are called the moors so they after the schism between the two, they fled down south, which is a long way away from uh, the Empire of Thomasil, and they they se um, settled in a place where a guy called Rolden was born, and it was actually um, the, uh, the the currently where there are crusades being fought against the Moors by people who believe in the Roldenic faith to retake the land um, where Rolden was born. To chuck that into the mix. Got getting strange echoes here. Um, okay. Um, well, uh, I, certainly, I think uh, Tanya will respectfully say, uh, "Can I have a moment to?" Uh, oh, of course. Talk with, yeah. talk with my people. Naturally, naturally. Uh, and Alim gets and he bows. Um, what is your name, Mistress? Uh, she gives him her pseudonym. Uh, I, I will be uh, waiting um, inside the common room, the restaurant, for your uh, <clears throat> for your thoughts. I, I, I thank you, and again, um, I impress on you that this is not usual that we ask guests for for such assistance. My thanks to you. May the gods be with you. He leaves. So pros and cons. Um, obviously, we might find out a little bit more about. This person, he may be of significance, may not be, but ultimately we cause. Really, we're just going to draw attention to ourselves in some. This will probably go tits up in some way, right? So, we don't, we don't really want to make a lot of noise in this place, do we? We oh, just want to. We just, we don't want to stand out. We don't want to do what we've done in other towns and end up on posters. Um, so, so if we don't go, it's going to go tits up though too. <laughs> oh we don't have to get it we don't have to get involved right i i, I think it's more a case of res we might respectfully say look uh we are capable people but we're we're new to town we don't want to get involved in schisms and uh this may be more delicately handled by locals who are better able to communicate the subtleties of religious difficulties than us um Nicholas has got a suggestion. Make, make, I'll ask if your suggestion, Pete, but then I'm also going to call on Anthony to, to give us a heads up on timing. But go for it, Pete. So, so Nicholas would, would um, propose, say perhaps we could find out 
what means are acceptable to accomplish this. Um, if they, because some people don't like magic, and some people are fine with it, and some people have got magical protections, so we need to discover those sorts of angles. But I mean, he does got a, he has got a spell which is called guilt, which target becomes guilty over some incident in his past, i.e., making a fuss, making a public scene about his religious beliefs. Um, oh. He will not perform such an action again and must take steps to overcome the guilt, rectifying the past wrong. So well, that'd be this, if, if he could observe this guy, get within 100 metres of him, have four rounds to prepare, and, and is without magical alarms going off, without, the, you know, on the premises, I mean, who knows what this guy's going to have personally protecting him from spells, um, he could have a go at casting that, if that's an acceptable thing for the owner. Yeah, and I guess uh, Jada and uh, Askel, what what is your knowledge of in this sort of society of magic and its acceptability culturally? Actually, sure. um, yeah. Well, I guess uh, Askel is a warrior mage, so any yeah, grew up in a port city, so it's, it's not uncommon. No, so, Ma magic is. No. Um, Magic for the the Arabs, both the high and the low Arabs, um, particularly cosmopolitan, quite accepting of it, um, exactly as you say, Askel. Uh, you go out to some of the desert tribes, some of the some of the people in the deep deserts, you know, um, definitely accusations of sorcery and witchcraft, and and yeah, you use magic in the wrong way or in the wrong setting, you could have problems. But but cosmopolitan people and magic generally not an issue cool. well that's one that's one take i mean that's perhaps a middle road instead of saying no we could offer a less and less um ostentatious way for us hopefully way yeah. of accomplishing this you could just say yeah, yeah. Certain, you know sort of skills that have you know that that might sort of influence him to change his mind <clears> or to you know, and but he might well have personal protection. Who knows? All right. I am going to, in, in deference to you, Anthony, you'd indicated you wanted to head off, and I think Starry, you, you did too. I'm, I'm happy to keep yeah. playing, but I think you were you were needing to head away. Do we want to call it there, guys? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to head away. Um, whether Graham and Pete want to. Oh. I think if, running if you or... aren't going to be here, I think we should call. I think we should call it personally. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so there was this wing thing that came out of the lagoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, out of his brain or something, you know. Crossbow it's arrows, not well um, yeah. cloaks. <laughs> Do we? A generally, generally rule of thumb is if we get less than three players playing, then we, we generally knock it on the head. So okay. should we should we leave it there? There you go, guys. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I really need to. Okay. Uh, yep. It's for lighting sure. up at for my sure. door. For sure. And it gives us an opportunity to, to discuss a plan during the week or weeks. Yes. Cool. Yep. So a, a bit of a a bit of a shorter session. Um, not not vast amount to accomplish. More of a scene setting one. But uh, but there we go, guys. Um, really great to be to be back in the GMC. Delight, delighted to be tra um, to be gaming with you again. And yeah, there we have it for tonight. Cool. Thank you very much.
All right. Thank See you, you folks. Thanks. Nice one. See you guys. Tune in. We'll be later. Bye. Tune in next time. See you. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.